0: Father God, I bless your holy name and I give you the praise, the glory, the honor in Jesus' name. So today we're going to continue with another message. Hallelujah. God has a word for us. Amen. And I believe that there's a remark for you and I today. Amen. So let's quickly turn our Bibles to Colossians or Colossians chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 19. Hallelujah. So i read. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you, And peace from God my Father, or our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Hallelujah. Let's now read it from um, verse 1. Use the ESV. Hallelujah. The ESV. This is a very good version. The ESV Bible. Hallelujah. So let's read it. Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. So the, the, the epistle of Colossians is the, or, or the book of Colossians in the Bible is just uh, an epistle Apostle Paul wrote by the Holy Ghost to the church at Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Please continue verse story, thank you. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard, before in the word of the truth the gospel which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it always does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of god in truth just as you learned it from ephra our beloved fellow servant he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. May you and I be faithful ministers of Christ on the world's behalf. Verse 8. And has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. This is fine for now. Baby. So I want us to focus. Let's go back to verse 6. From verse 6 to 10. Hallelujah. Let's use NLT for verse 6 to verse 10. Now verse 10 is... The, the key but i want us to continue this same go- good news the good news is the gospel that came to you is going out all over the world it is changing lives everywhere just as it changed yours that very first day you heard and understood the truth about god's great kindness to sinners verse 7. Ephraim Ephra- Ephra, our much beloved co-worker was the one who brought you the good news. So he preached the gospel to them. That's why he's a faithful servant of God. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us in your place. Verse 8. He is the one who told us about the great love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have continued praying for you ever since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you a complete understanding of what he wants to do in your lives or his will. And we ask him to make you wise with spiritual wisdom. And then verse 10. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And you will continually do good. Kind things for others. All the while you will learn to know God better and better hallelujah so how to please God how do you please God we know uh, there are verses that talk about how to please God there are verses that are very clear on how to please God so today I want to start or God wants to share with you and I about how to please God hallelujah how to please God now you would see that there's a very important uh, 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 thing here now When you read from verse 6 onwards, it talks about the fact that souls were one, they loved people, hallelujah, and they needed to do certain things so that they would be well-pleasing to God. And this verse 10 is a very powerful verse. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. So meaning that when we do certain things, verse 9, which we'll talk about later on, when we know the mystery of his will, when we know his will, when we know him and we do certain things, we will please the Lord and everything we do. How we live our lives will honor God. So it means that if you want to obey God, you want to please God, you want to let be one of God's uh, best or favorite people, then what you and I need to do is to do the things that we'll talk about. Hallelujah. But this is talking about the fact that uh, uh, we will be well-pleasing to God. All the while, and then talking about You continually doing good, keeping uh, uh, being kind to others, or doing good and kind things to others, all the while you will learn to know God better and better. Hallelujah! So, let's look at verse 6 for the first way to please God. uh, If I let's start from 5. Five tells us when we please God, what happens? Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. So, um, verse 4 says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So what the Bible is saying is that the people at Colossae decided to love each other, to love the saints because of their hope for heaven. So the the church at Colossae knew that God will reward us primarily by how we loved him and how we loved each other. So they were walking in love and loving each other because of the hope they had for heaven. If only uh, we can use the NLT for verse 4 to 6. That would be helpful. Hallelujah. So look at it in the NLT. Very important. For we have have heard that you trust in Christ Jesus and that you love all God's people. Verse 5. You do this because you are looking forward to the joys of heaven as you have been ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. So the first is to love people because when you love people, you know that God is going to reward you. You know that you are going to please God and that there will be great rewards in heaven. So the Bible is saying that they were anticipating the rewards that God will give them in heaven. And because they were, they were anticipating it, they knew that love was one of the key or actually the main condition for rewards. So they started to love each other. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. They started to love each other in anticipation or because of the rewards they'll get in heaven. Now look at uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 to 6, with the famous Hebrews eleven five 5 to 6. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 5 to 6, it talks about the fact that it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Suddenly, he disappeared because God took him. Think about it. But before he was taken up, he was approved as pleasing to God. Continue. So you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So because they knew that God rewards the sincere seeker, they decided to seek God and to love each other because God knows that. Or they knew that once you love your neighbor, once you love the saints, you would be rewarded. God will be pleased with you and you have great rewards in heaven. Can I have an amen? So that's the first and important thing. We've talked a lot about love, but it's very, very important to love God and love each other. If there is anything you you, you want to take out, if there are two things you want to take out of any message, love God and love each other because that is the whole duty of man. Ecclesiastes, the last verse, the Bible says that he said, look, let me tell you the conclusion of the whole matter. The whole duty of man is to love God and to keep his commandments. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So the whole duty of man is to fear God and to keep his commandments. Now we all know that Jesus said, if a man loves me, he will keep my commandments. So anyone who loves God keeps his commandments. So let me read Ecclesiastes 12, 13 another way. The whole duty of man is to fear God or to, to, to fear God and to love him. That is the duty of man. Man's duty is to fear God and to love him. Now the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when you fear God, you will be wise. Because wisdom starts... At the point, you start to fear God. And what does it mean to fear God? It means to fear his word. It means to fear what God says don't do. Or it's to fear knowing that God is always watching. But you find out what he's, uh, he approves of or disapproves of in his word. So the whole duty of man is to fear God by becoming wise through his word. And to love him. That is the duty of man. So I want to encourage you. There there are verses that talk about loving your neighbor and there are verses that talk about loving the brethren. The Bible says you and I have passed, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. So there is a difference between loving people and loving Christians. You and I are to love everyone. That is the commandment of God. Love your neighbor. As yourself, That is the first and great commandment. But in spite of that, God also wants us to love the brethren. Because loving the brethren proves that you are a Christian and you have passed from death unto life. Hallelujah. So this is very, very important. So that's the first thing that God wants us to do. To please him. The second thing God wants us to do to please him will be found, I mean, there's a lot to be said, but we've said a lot about love, so we'll continue. We'll also be found in Colossians chapter 1. Let's start from verse 5, but it's verse 6. Let's use um, NLT for verse 5, or NIV for verse 5 and 6. Amen. The faith and love that springs from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven, Uh, Sorry, okay, let's go to four. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. Verse five. The faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. There you go. Hallelujah. And that you have already heard about And that you already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel, verse 6. That has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been done among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. Hallelujah. So the second thing, which is very, very important, which is also found in Hebrews chapter 11, Verse 6 is that we must diligently seek Him. We must honor Him in serving Him. So you and I please the Lord when we serve Him. You and I please the Lord when we diligently seek Him. Now, this is very important. Now, how do you serve God? You serve God in different capacities. You serve God in His church. You serve God out there, outside the church. What I mean by outside the church is... You serve God in Christ's name. It it must be connected to Jesus Christ. What am I talking about? By helping the needy, helping the poor, counseling someone, doing something good to someone, going to the shelters, talking to people about Jesus, doing something that will help someone, caring for people, giving to people, doing stuff for people. These are the things that please God. Hallelujah. And when we do this, that's what the Bible says, that when we do these things, God blesses us. When we serve him, then anything we ask of him, he gives to us. Look at John 15, 16. John chapter 15 and verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That is a blessing. This is a promise that you you and I must go and bear fruit. Now, of course, there are two types of fruits Jesus is talking about. Because the fruits that remain, you can you can win a soul, but the soul, what about if the soul backslides? So there are two cuts to this bearing fruit: there's the inward fruits that must remain and they are outward fruits of service to God. Those two must work together. Hallelujah. So God is saying that if you and I bear fruit, if we bring forth fruit, fruit of the Holy Spirit, fruit of love, fruit of kindness, fruit of, of, of faithfulness, if we bring forth fruit, inward fruits, and outward fruits, Jesus said, by their fruits ye shall know them. And, you, and, and, and by their fruits you shall know them. When you read the context of it, he was not just talking about inward fruits, but he was talking about the, the, the deeds, the actions you do, the things you do for him. By your fruits, you will know them, by their fruits. So Jesus is talking about inward and outward fruits, fruits of the Holy Spirit and fruits of service. When we do those things, whatever, anything, the Bible says, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, whatsoever, think about it, whatsoever. I want any, whatever, whatever it is. Jesus could have said, and uh, Jesus could have said that whatsoever spiritual things he shall ask. Jesus would have asked whatsoever modest things he shall ask. He didn't say that. There are many times that Jesus would specify. But Jesus said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. You shouldn't just have fruit of love and then later on you change and you're no more loving others. You shouldn't have fruit of service and then one day you change and you are no more uh, performing service. And that that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at another verse. Let's look at John chapter 13. Let's start from 34. By 35 we want. John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another that, as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one for another. Hallelujah. Let me get another verse. hallelujah let's look at john 15 7 and 8 john 15 7 and 8 if ye abide in me and i and my words abide in you ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you now verse 8 is what we're looking for verse 8 john chapter 15 verse 8 john chapter 15 and verse 8 john chapter 15 let me get it first. It's just okay Herein is my Father glorified, that he bear much fruit, so shall he be my disciples. Now look at verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Actually, let's start from verse 1. I want to explain. Let's use ESV for this from verse 1. John 15, 1 to 8. Very important uh, truth here. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does, does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already ye are, you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. We are cleansed and clean. The more we hear the word, the more clean we are. Continue, please. Verse 4. Abide in me or remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whosoever whoever abides in me and I in him, He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't do nothing. So apart from Jesus, we cannot bear fruit. We can do nothing for him. Verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So you see verse 7 is talking again about remaining in him and his words remaining in you, bearing fruit, which will cause you to bear fruit. And then once you bear fruit, whatever you desire, whatever you wish will be done for you. So what Jesus is saying is that you must remain in him because he's a vine and We are the branches, so we must remain in him and he in us, his word in us, which is the same as his word in us. And if we remain in him and his words are in us, we will be able to bear fruit. Because without him, we can't do anything. But if we are able to remain in him and his words remain in us, whatever we wish for will be done for us. Verse 8. By this, my father is glorified. So God is glorified. That you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. So God is glorified when we are fruitful. God is glorified when we have inward fruits and outward fruits. So you can see from John John chapter 15 verse 1 to 8 that it's not just talking about inward, but also outward fruits. Can I have an amen? Now, what are some of the benefits at the end of the day when we are fruitful? I want to talk to us also about... The rewards, some of the rewards we will have in heaven because of the, the, the service to God or the fruit bearing. Hallelujah. We are still in point two. Hallelujah. Which is serving God to please the Lord. Are we hearing what I'm talking about? Now let's look at some of the crowns and rewards we will get in heaven because of fruitfulness. Because we are serving God. And because God will be pleased with us. James chapter 1 verse 12. Use NLT. James chapter 1, verse 12, NLT. God blesses the people who patiently endure testing. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So we are now talking about crowns that God will give us in heaven, and many of them are connected to service, but I want to just talk about as many crowns as possible. Now, the first crown, anyone who endures testing. What are we talking about? Anyone who is able to stand the test of, 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 of trials, of difficulties. You are going through difficulties. You are going through problems. You are, you are, you, you are going through either persecution or you are going through struggles or you, you are going through difficulty in, because of Christ. Because of the cause of Christ. The Bible is saying that when you endure testing, God will bless you. Now those people, James. When you read from James chapter one, you don't need to turn to it. But when you read from uh, uh, James chapter one, James, the brother of Jesus Christ, who became the head of the church, he was talking to the people who were going through difficulties and persecution because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So he was talking to them, and then he said, "God will bless you as you patiently endure testing." So number one, the quality for the the, the crown of life. Is the person who just doesn't become a Christian, but becomes a Christian and endures patiently testing. You fight it, you pray against it, but as you are in it, you don't sin by insulting or by going off or doing the wrong thing. As you are in it, you don't get angry with God and go astray, but you behave like Job, who said, look, the Lord give it, the Lord take it. It's not easy to say that, but Job said it. We can strive to be like Job. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So God blesses the people who patiently endure testing. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So you will see that there is a crown of life that has been promised to the people who love God. But the people who endure testing patiently prove they love God and therefore will receive the crown of life. So the crown of life is not for every Christian. The crown of life is for those who love God and have patiently endured testing. This word testing, look at it in ESV. It's testing, trials, tribulations, difficulty. Please uh, quickly turn to uh, uh, NLT uh, or ESV. Uh, For this, James 1 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Steadfastness is you are you are staying on course. You veer to the left because of circumstances, or you veer to the right because of circumstances, or you start to slack. But the one who is steadfast stays on course. He continues on course. He doesn't he doesn't stay off. I mean, you, you, you are only steadfast if there's a possibility of veering. So when you veer to the left or to the right, or you are enduring trial and then the difficulty comes and you want to forget about your, your, your steadfastness, you want to forget about your endurance, you stay steadfast. You move back on course. And the Bible says that that person who does that is blessed. For when he has stood the test or he has been able to prevail, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So remember that that crown of life is for those who love God. So God has promised anyone who loves him the crown of life. But those who remain steadfast on trial will get that crown of life also. What do you think? Number two. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 to 4, ESV. The most accurate Bibles, King James, NESV, ESV. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have I explained to you why those are the most accurate? Very good. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory. Oh, hallelujah. That shall be revealed. Think about it. So you and I are, to be, are are supposed to be partakers. We are partakers if we, come, we do what we are about to read. Partakers in the glory that is going to be revealed. The, the, oh, 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 hallelujah. There's going to be glory. The glory of God will, will appear. When God When Christ comes, everything will be revealed. His glory will be revealed or made visible or made manifest. And we will be partakers of his glory. Verse 2. But there are conditions. This comes down. Shepherd the flock of God. That is among you. Exercising oversight. Not under compulsion. Don't say, I want to be a shepherd or I want to shepherd God's flock because we are being compelled to do so or by force or trying to rule over. Not under compulsion. But willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, not for money, but eagerly, verse 3. Not domineering over those in your charge. There was someone I was talking to who was pastoring and I asked him, what is your role as a pastor? Wonderful, nice pastor, but... This is an example that can help someone. What is your role as a pastor to 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 take charge to 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 lead them to 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 I can't. He didn't use control, but to to be their 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 leaders. The way he was talking, I said, no, that's not that's not that no, don't do that for now. That's not your responsibility. then I gave him this verse. Your responsibility is to be an example to them and to love them. That's your responsibility as a shepherd to, 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 to love them. David, the king, went in and out amongst the people. The king saw, didn't do that. That's why King David was loved by the people because he went in and out from amongst the people. He, he, he was relating with them as a, 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 like a colleague, he displayed in dancing before the Lord, he danced with the people. King Saul and other kings, no, you can't do that. I'm distinguished. But the Bible says, not domineering over those in your church, but being examples to the flock. Look at another version. Look at uh, uh, King James for verse 3. And then we'll go back to ESV and continue. And then we'll see what crown he, he, uh, these people get. King James, neither as being lords over God's heritage. There's only one Lord. There are no. The, 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 well, He's Lord of Lords. So. You, you and I are to be lords over our lives. No, you and I are to be lords over circumstances. You can say that, but not lord over anyone. Neither has been lord over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Use NLT for a and then we we'll go back. It's always good. I hope you are learning how to. When you have your Bible study, don't just take one King James and run. Take other versions, but make sure that King James is there. The, how do I say it? It's the key, is the one you are using as the standard and then the other ones help you to understand the King James or ESV. And King James ESV and NESB usually are saying the same thing, just in different words. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. Now go back to ESV. Meaning that lead the people... You want people to pray, lead it by prayer. You see how the flow, there the, are the, the, the services called flow services that Bishop Daki with Mills uh, 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 has or has had. You see that he's leading it by example. He's praying. He's leading it. But other people will say, okay, you, lead the, you do the prayer. Let me relax at home. You, 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 yeah, you pray. It's okay. Be, 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 be praying. No, 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 no. But as an example... If you are going on outreach, don't just say, "Oh, people go on outreach is good," but you go on outreach yourself. Lead them by example. You 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 want to be someone you you are praying. You are are teaching people to read the Bible. Lead by example by reading the Bible. There are many pastors who the church members, some of the church members know more than the pastor. So the pastor must study hard to be an example to the flock. Because some of the church members, as we are telling them, read the Bible, read the Bible, They are reading this. Some church members pray longer than the pastor. But we must be examples. This is not the message, so let's continue. Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive, who? Oh, hallelujah, the unfading crown of glory. So the Bible is saying that well, it's my time up. What a shock. <laughs> I just started the message. Okay. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So, not every Christian will get the crown of glory. And it's unfading. It cannot fade. It's in heaven. Not every Christian. Only the Christians who look after other Christians. Only the Christians who care for other Christians. Only the Christians who disciple the other Christians. Only Christians who shepherd other Christians. Only Christians who feed other Christians. These are the Christians who would receive the crown of glory. It doesn't mean you have to be a pastor. You just need to be a shepherd or or someone who, who looks after God's heritage. Hallelujah. And you receive a crown oh hallelujah, I said a crown, oh hallelujah, I said a crown, okay, let me, since time is up, let me get uh, one more, let's look at Daniel, and then we'll continue next week, God willing, and then hopefully we'll get to our third uh, uh, way to please the Lord, the first way to please the Lord is to love God, love each other. The second way to please God is to save him. Save him. Not just save him, but save him with gladness. The third way, let's look at Daniel chapter 12. From verse 1 to 3. Daniel chapter 12. Still on the second way, are we talking about the different crowns or the different rewards. Now at that time, this verse is one of the best, but it's very important, shall arise Michael, the great prince, or the, the chief prince, or the chief angel, or the, the archangel who has charge of your people or of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. So, of course, this clearly is talking about the, tribula- after the tribulation after the tribulation to the great white throne judgment, where those whose names are written in the book will be saved from the lake of fire. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life. So those who sleep shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting content. Now, there will be people who are asleep asleep or die just around the time of the great white judgment, throne judgment. And there are those who are in heaven who would have been reunited with their bodies. Hallelujah. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. But uh, uh, the dead in Christ shall rise. That's what it means. And many of those who, are, who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content in the lake of fire. Verse 3. And those that be wise, that word be wise is sakal, which means cause to consider, give insight, teach, the teachers of righteousness. And those who are teachers of righteousness, who teach wisdom, because who know wisdom from the word of God and teach the wisdom, they will shine like the brightness of the sky or the heavens or the expanse of heaven. And those who turn many to righteousness, who save souls, will shine like the stars forever and ever. Now, this is one of the greatest rewards for a person in heaven. To shine, now we know that Jesus Christ. The Bible says he had he has he is crowned with many crowns. So Jesus Christ has many crowns. Jesus Christ also is the bright and morning star. So Jesus Christ does, is not only the, one, the the one who has many crowns, but he is the shining day star the the shining bright and morning star hallelujah i might say saying something to someone so it means that the greatest honors and rewards are for those who have the crowns and those who shine now there are many who have a crown two crowns but you can have already I have, how many crowns do I have? Which we'll talk about later on. There are five crowns, but they are minimal. I just have five crowns here. I've only given two. So imagine a Christian has five crowns and is shining. Angels shine. And then we have the, the former light bearer. Hallelujah. So and he was close to the throne because of his brightness. So there is a there is a certain reward or a great position for those who shine, but only comes to those who win the lost. So I want to encourage you to go on outreaches. Go on outreaches. Do something for god do something so that you will be counted as people who are shining like the stars you see those who teach and who preach will shine like the brightness of the sky when you look through a telescope into into the universe you see light but the light that you see is millions of years old millions of years old so the light we see when we look at a telescope is millions of years old so how the light looks now is only when we die and we are we 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 can i mean and, and we are going to heaven that we can see all of it at the current time but for now we can only see the light we see in the universe is millions of years old I don't know if you are hearing what I'm saying because light, the the speed of light traveling from that galaxy that is uh, 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 10 million light years away. How can we see it when it started traveling 10 million years ago? Because traveling at the speed of light from that galaxy to Earth, as it's traveling at the speed of light, it's it's, it's traveling very, very, very fast. But it will take light years. If It is a million light years it, it, it takes a million years uh, traveling at the speed of light to come. But at the end of the day, you see, brightness is bright. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. So the Bible is saying that, and there's a light in the heavens, in the skies, in, in, the, in the firmament, there's light. So the Bible is saying that the, we, the, the, and those who teach, those who preach, will shine like the brightness of the sky. It doesn't mean you are a pastor. We are talking about a pastor or a person or a Christian who shares the word. So all Christians can do it. When for the time you ought to be teachers, the Bible says, to every Christian. So once you teach, you shine like the, the sky. But there is a difference between shining like the sky and shining like the stars. Now, if you can do both, if you can shine like the stars... And shine like the brightness of the feminine. Then you can imagine. You have crowns. You are shining. So remember that the more you shine, the closer you are to the throne of God. Who? hallelujah. It means in heaven, you see, I, I want us to be, to be eternity minded. And you will see that it was only because of eternity mindedness that the saints at Colossae were able to love. Because if you are not thinking of eternity, you are not thinking of pleasing God, you are not thinking of all these things, you will not do what you need to do to win the loss of your life. When I want to win souls, what be, what, I mean, my drive to win souls when I'm not at the crusade and I'm in, in, on the grounds, I'm going out on the streets. What is the motivation? The motivation is to please the Lord and my motivation is to shine. Oh, hallelujah, the stars. That's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it is, it is like, an, I can't say an obligation. It is, it is, it is my, my, my reasonable service for salvation. But as I'm doing it, the key motivation, like those at Colossi and Hebrews 11, 6 support, is because of what I will get in heaven. And to please the Lord is what you get in heaven. So I want us to think about it. We have a short life and a long eternity. Many people don't realize it. Many people are focusing on earthly things, which we should. I'm also focusing on earthly things. I'm actually endeavoring. I mean, I'm actually engaging in certain earthly things to, 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 to be more successful. But as I am doing, well, more successful in quotes, because more successful according to who? More successful financially. But as I am doing these things, my mind is on the Lord. My mind is on the fact that I don't have forever. Even if I live by the grace of God to age 100, I will surely die if Christ doesn't come at age 100. Many of us don't realize that we have, apart from the youth, we have less years to live than we have lived already. Because if I'm 51, I have, uh, uh, I'm going to live to 149. I have 49 years more to live, which is shorter than the 51. So, what do I do with that? I must know that. I want to, just like you and I on earth, want to have great positions on earth. I mean, imagine you are at a very high rank at work or wherever you are. You, or you, 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 you own a company and you, you, are, you are among the top, whatever. Oh, I mean, if you don't like it, just pray that God will give it to somebody who likes it. But I like that. It's nice that you are, you, you, I mean, you had a high rank in, on earth. You are the first high ranking, whatever, That's what people want. No matter who you are, I'm telling you now that that's what you want. That's what I want. How much more in heaven? How much more for eternity? A shorter life, 100 years, versus trillions of trillions, trillion times trillion times trillion, is like a second that starts all over in eternity. No time, boundless, no time. And yet, you would be you. You would be who? So, you be shining like the brightness of the sky and of the stars with crowns, not only because of their work for God, but because we please Him and we do certain things. We will talk about later. But today we are talking about the second, the first way to please God is love. The second is to serve Him. We are talking about the second, and I'm telling you, and I'm God is telling you, and I dialogue. Let's remember that eternity matters. Because what we see is temporary. This is temporary. So, we have the marking scheme already. How God is going to judge us is already in the Bible. We know it. If we don't know it, it's not going to count. Because God is still going to... God said, read the Bible, study the Bible. If you and I don't study and read the Bible and we meet God, we can't tell God that I didn't know, it will not hold. We'll be judged by God. Those things. So find out and do your best for God because we don't have much time. Christ can come as I speak. Then then me wanting to live to each hundred will not hold because Christ has come. And we are in the air already. Now when we meet Christ, what are we going to go with? Are we going to go with quarrels? Are we going to go with fighting? Are we going to go with the money we amassed without God? We should amass money to help the work of God and to have a good, comfortable life. But are you go, can you go with the money? The Bible says it's only our works that follow us. Revelation fourteen thirteen, and I, uh, uh, the, he said, right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yes, say the Spirit. For they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. I don't want, I pray that none of us will see, had I known as we are going out. It's not just a matter of going to heaven. It's a matter of seeing the master's face and knowing that you tried, you did your best because he is all that counts. If you and I are promised another hundred years, it's nothing compared to eternity. God wants to give us a good life. A good life, but a good life in Jesus. He does not want us to have a good life neglecting Jesus, saying that oh, this is more important, let me sort this thing out before I come to do the work of God. Or let me sort this thing out before I serve God. Or let me handle, I've got one or two things to sort out. What if he comes before you before before you finish sorting out? But let's be ready. Psalm 90 verse 12, Lord, teach us, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us, O God. Teach us to number our days. Ladies and gentlemen, as I conclude, please, Psalm 90 verse 12. As I wrap up and conclude, I want to encourage us to be mindful of eternity, to be mindful of the fact that the things we do on earth, John Bivier wrote a very good book, Driven by Eternity, that the things we do on earth will determine our ranking in heaven. We only have earth to work, because in heaven there's no more work. There's no more work. We, there's no way we are resting from from our labors my uncle at the funeral i know i've gotten past time but i'll just preach a few more minutes my uncle at the funeral i went for a funeral and the man of god pastor was preaching at the funeral and said oh oh he's going to continue the good work in heaven my uncle could not control himself He's a very polite man, but he had to stand up, raise his hands and stand up and say, No, 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 sir. No, pastor. The Bible says that they may rest from their labors and their works will follow them. There's no more good work in heaven. He had to say it. No, 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 no. No more good work. The work must be done. The good work should be done here. This is our only chance to, 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 to do something that counts. You are educated because you want to do something, you want to become something in the future. So many people educate themselves, work hard for the future. They, 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 put, they have retirement money, they, they I mean they, they put money into retirement, into savings for the future. So that they can they can have a good retirement, so that they can have a good life in the same way. How to have a good life in heaven depends on what we do on earth. depends on how we love, like the the church at Colossi, We are loving the saints because of our hope for what we are going to get in heaven. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage us to do what we come for God. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent him while it is day. While it is day. I must work the works of him. That sends me whilst it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. There's a time that you can't do anything. Hallelujah. We must serve the Lord, our Creator, in the days of our youth. We must serve Him in the days of our youth. We must serve Him whilst we have time. And God will reward us, God will be pleased with us. God will give us high ranking. Oh yes, I don't know about you. I want high ranks in heaven. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not doing the work of God just for doing sake. I want high ranking. I want to be high in heaven. And that even places God, at least according to Hebrews 11, 6, that he will reward them that they get seek him. I've said enough, I'm not aware, I'm just out of time. But we will continue next week, God willing, about how to please God. Number one is to love God and love each other. Number two is to serve the Lord. Shall we pray? Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name. And we thank you for the opportunity to please you and to serve you. We pray, oh God, that you give us more grace. We pray, O God, that you give us the grace to love you and love each other. And Lord, give us the hearts and the minds to work and to fulfill your will. In the name of Jesus, may we serve you, not because we have to, but because we want to. May we serve you and not have to be talked to because we have to serve you, but because we want to serve you in the name of jesus christ our lord amen whilst we are praying if you don't know the lord jesus and you know in your heart that if you die today you are not sure where you would go whether heaven or hell or or at least you know in your heart that you are far away from god but you want jesus to save you then i want to encourage you to repeat after me heavenly father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, you've made the most important decision. You are born again. Your sins are forgiven. You are washed as clean as snow. I want to encourage you to not just sit there and forget about God, but get yourself immersed in a church. Get, your word, get the word of God in. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ by praying to him every day and speaking to him every day. God bless you. Father God, bless those who've given their lives to Christ Jesus. And keep them and preserve them. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. And the saints said, Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you. And I want to say, Shalom, Shalom. I pray that God keeps you, preserves you, makes you all he created you to be. May you fulfill all God's will for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Shalom.